Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 172. Mr. Ibis picked and pecked at a slice of coffee cake. This, I believe, is because people like to know what they're getting ahead of time. Thus, McDonald's, Walmart, F.W. Woolworth of blessed memory. Store brands mentioned... Store brands maintained and visible across the entire country. Wherever you go, you will get something that is, with small regional variations, the same. In the field of funeral homes, however, things are perforce different. You need to feel that you are getting small-town personal service from someone who has a calling to the profession. You want personal attention to you and your loved one in a time of great loss. You wish to know that your grief is happening on a local level, not on a national one, but in all branches of industry, and death is an industry, my young friend, make no mistake about that. One makes one's money from operating in bulk, from buying in quantity, from centralizing one's operations. It's not pretty, but it's true. Trouble is, no one wants to know that their loved ones are traveling in a cooler van to some big old converted warehouse where they may have 20, 50, 100 cadavers on the go. No, sir. Folks want to think they're going to a family concern, somewhere they'll be treated with respect by someone who will tip his hat to them if he sees them in the street. Mr. Ibis wore a hat. It was a sober brown hat that matched his somber, his sober brown blazer and his sober brown face. Small gold-rimmed glasses perched on his nose. In Shadow's memory, Mr. Ibis was a short man. Whenever he would stand beside him, Shadow would rediscover that Mr. Ibis was well over six feet in height with a crane-like stoop. So when the big companies come in, they buy the name of the company. They pay the funeral directors to stay on. They create the apparency of diversity. But that is merely the tip of the gravestone. In reality, they are as local as Burger King. Now, for our own reasons, we are truly independent. We do all our own embalming, and it's the finest embalming in the country, although no one knows it but us. We don't do cremations, though. We could make more money if we had our own crematorium, but it goes against what we're good at. What my business partner says is, if the Lord gives you a talent or a skill, you have an obligation to use it as best you can. Don't you agree? Sounds good to me, said Shadow. The Lord gave my business partner dominion over the dead, just as... And that's our page. I don't have my notes up yet, because... How do computers work? But Mr. Ibis is just delightful, and I love him. Right at the top of the page, it said that Mr. Ibis picked and pecked at his coffee cake, and then a bit further down, it says he has a crane-like stoop. So the bird-like imagery is going to follow him right on through, I think. I don't specifically remember it, but it certainly fits in with his with his namesake. Well, no, his... Wow, what's it called when it's not a name, but it's a... Anyway, Toth. That's what I'm getting at. Leave me alone. He mentions famous, or depending on your perspective, infamous brands, Walmart and McDonald's, and then deviates a bit to talk about F.W. Woolworth, which was outside of my memory. The first Woolworth store was opened in 1878 and kept expanding as a company until the 1980s. I realize that makes it sound like that one store kept expanding, similar to something. But no, uh, other stores opened in other states, much like Walmart. Then around the late 70s, early 80s, other stores like the previously mentioned Walmart were able to undercut them on prices, and the company was sold off in 1997. If you want a better metaphor for the war between the old gods and the new gods, well, I don't know that you'll find one within the book. As Shadow considered before his conversation with media, a conversation with many echoes to what the technical boy was saying a hundred of pages previous, Shadow's on the side of people who do things with quality over quantity, and that's pretty much the exact speech that Mr. Ibis is making on this page as well. 
Mr. Ibis mentions a local funeral director who would tip his hat if he passed you on the street, and it's then that our narrator takes note of Mr. Ibis's dress, including his hat. We get, also get a line about Shadow's memory of Mr. Ibis, which seems, I don't want to say out of place, but it just, he hasn't known Mr. Ibis long enough to form a memory, so we're dealing with future Shadow, and I honestly don't remember him standing next to Mr. Ibis again after he leaves Cairo. But I could be wrong. It's been, as I've said many times before, several years since I read the book. Shadow's memory of meeting Mr. Ibis is just a few pages ago. Well, it's several pages ago, but it's literally like 10 minutes ago. So it's just, it seems off, and I can't quite figure out why it doesn't, it doesn't track with me so well. Mr. Ibis has another coined phrase, though, the tip of the gravestone, which is charming and wonderful, and it's a bit forced, but in the way that works with the character. It's funny to me, though, that he states that the corporate-owned funeral parlors are as local as Burger King's, because it's really on the nose for what he's saying. Fast food locations typically are franchises that are locally owned, but everything else is handled by a corporate office overlord, and that's what Mr. Ibis is talking about more generally here as well. Essentially, the the funeral companies, in his example, become the franchises, although they get to keep their name, which is not usually how it would go if this was a fast food joint. Mr. Ibis also notes that he and Jack will do the best embalming in the country, even if no one knows but them. He follows this with a sensible notation. They do not do cremations, and that's because in ancient Egypt, a great amount of importance was placed in the preservation of the physical body, because the ka, or the soul of the person, would be able to return to their physical body after death, but only if it was well-maintained. For an excellent example of, di- of this, you can see the body of Seti I, who died in 1279 BCE. His mummy was find in, found in the late 1800s, and the face especially is remarkably well-preserved. And here's something to make a note of that I made just a note on my notes. Mm, that's a terrible sentence, to kind of remember. Mr. Ibis says that he and Jackal are given their talent from, quote, the Lord, and that's a capital L, Lord. He also says at the bottom of the page, the Lord gave my business partner dominion over the dead. Once again, a capital L, Lord. I don't have a particular note at this time, but this is typically well-established in the Abrahamic religions to refer to God or Yahweh, Jehovah, he who is most high, not the Snoop Dogg version, but Anyway, I imagine we'll get some explanation for this lord that Mr. Ibis speaks of, but I want to point it out mostly just to remind myself. I don't think we're talking about Yahweh here. I could be wrong about that, but there is there is precedent in the DC universe where there are there are the new gods on Apocalypse, like Darkseid and such. There's the uh there's a number of other gods that show up in DC Comics from time to time as well. But there's also, I thought it was referred to as the Presence, and I, if I had thought enough to make notes about it, I would have. But the Presence shows up in a number of superhero comics from time to time, and there are characters who are implicitly or explicitly related, including the Spectre, and there's also the Silver City, which is essentially heaven, but then it's maybe not exactly heaven, it's the DC version of heaven, while there's also a further heaven that is actually heaven. It's it's very 
confusing to me because comics continuity is a goddamn mess. Anyway, I just wanted to point this out, make a little, put a little pin in that. I don't know that it comes up specifically. It may come up in something else I've read of Neil's that relates back to American Gods. I don't know, but it could be important. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.